hurt, then I was down on my luck. These days, things are looking up so far from all Young the girl. things I used to be. I used to be. Back then, I was down on my luck. These days, things are looking up so far from all the things I used to be. I used to be. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Happily Ever Henley. I am your host, Ebony. And I'm Wiley. And today we are finally going to be discussing the birth story of our son, Christopher. Kai. <laughs> Don't be putting his his government out there like that. I mean, I didn't drop it social. <laughs> um, so, yes. Uh you want to be giving any updates before we get started or you want to jump right in how you want to do this episode well we can we can kind of give an update i know last week we kind of told you we were taking a brief intermission because of all the corona madness which is still amongst us uh, it, it hasn't seemed to have gotten any better in fact i would say it's gotten worse they just said old people got to stay home mm. yeah i mean as far as our house is concerned and our family um, well, our house and then our family, like our, uh, immediate, immediate family. family. Yeah. And not so what is immediate family? I think immediate family would just be us. Right. So the people right after immediate, <laughs> not so immediate. Secondary. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've all been doing pretty good. We thought Dorono had slipped in here on us a little bit. Cause as you can kind of hear my voice, I am not feeling a hundred percent. Um, and I went to the doctor right away. Of course, they were trying to figure out what was going on with me, and they said it was pretty much just my allergies flaring up really, really bad, and that it could be the cause of a, um, like the end result could mean that I have an upper respiratory infection. So they put me on medicine to prevent that. Um, so yeah, my voice is gonna be a little in and out, but we're gonna work with it as best as we can. We have a little Christopher here. He's squirming because he's trying to fight taking a nap when he knows he's supposed to be taking a nap right now. He just ate real good, but you know, it is what it is. It's little kid stuff. Nobody wants to sleep until they get to be an adult when it's too late. No, I think you still fight off naps. I don't like naps. <laughs> Maybe that's hereditary. He is over here cheesing. <laughs> so you're right. We don't take naps. <laughs> Um, so yeah, ready to get into it? Sure. Alright, so, uh, we have some notes here to follow, so it's going to be possibly some stopping and pausing as we read, and it was just a long time coming for him to get here. Yeah, about nine months. So, we'll start at the end of November. Um, I ended up going to the emergency room because I could have sworn that this baby was definitely coming. Um, and I was having very, 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 very bad Braxton Hicks, according to the doctors. Um, so we had everything packed up in the car, ready to go. I could barely walk, could, you know, barely stand and was just in a whole lot of pain. So we went to the emergency room, they take me out, they're like, Mm, yeah, no, nothing's happening. Um, they gave me some Tylenol and they sent me home. Yeah, that, that's really what they did about three, three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So it was, I don't know. That was, 
I would say that pain that I was feeling that night was worse than actually being in labor with him. But, you know, it is what it is. They said nothing was happening and nothing did happen um, until weeks later. Uh, so <sighs> we went to the doctor um, at 37 weeks and I was a fingertip dilated. Um, which isn't much, but you know, I was just like, ooh, in a couple more weeks, that means I can get my membrane stripped and then we can, you know, get this thing on the road. But by the time I went back to my uh, next appointment, I was not fingertip anymore and I had reversed. So there was no progress being made and they weren't going to be able to do much. So, um, yeah. What was it, 39 weeks? Uh, apparently, I don't know <laughs> from being there that day. It was like, nope, that would have been yesterday. So, I, I don't know what oh. it was. Okay, well, let's get to the nitty-gritty. And we had been there every day. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to the nitty-gritty. At 39 weeks, I was due to have my... Um, my regular just weekly appointment at that point and it was about to be my god sister's sweet 16 so we moved the appointment up one day Mm -hmm. to be able to attend her sweet 16 the following day well we went to the um appointment everything was going pretty you know standard and then i mentioned to my doctor hey um i've been leaking um it wasn't any gush or anything like that, so I'm not sure if my water broke, but, you know, I've been leaking some fluid, and, you know, just let her know. So she went, and she was like, we're going to do an ultrasound to kind of see what's going on with that, what was that fluid, blah, 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 and what happened? She pulled out this uh, this old rugged machine, seemed like they did the ultrasound on Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, the screen was pretty small. It was about the size of an old school portable DVD player. <laughs> and it looked like a bunch of foolishness on the screen to me. And she was like, uh, do you mind if I cut the lights off? <laughs> <laughs> and from that point, she was like, hmm. Uh, hmm. Did she cut the lights back on? And she folded her fingers together? And I was like, oh, man. Exactly. So we knew something was coming, something was up because she like literally was audibly saying, hmm, hmm, like the whole time she was doing the ultrasound. So we were like, what's about to happen? So when she turns the light on and she's like just looking at us and so she finally says something and she's like, she's like you had the baby already. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> she says. Um, well, it looks like the fluid is low around the baby. And so, um, she says, I'm just going to go ahead and have you admitted to labor and delivery. And so I'm like, oh, really? So I was like, it still hadn't hit me. Like, that means we're not going to miss the party. (laughs) It still had to hit me. That means that I'm not leaving here right now or anytime soon. And so... Um, they come and they put me in a wheelchair and they literally, because all of my doctor's appointments were at the hospital, they just wheeled me on through this maze and took me on these elevators and boom, I was in a room. Um, and so then what did we do? We 
What did we do immediately after that? We started that? calling we, everybody. Oh, did we call everybody? I know we called one person that threatened to call everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, when they started referencing Disney movies. <laughs> and so, you know, we started just letting people know, okay, hey, we're in the hospital. They said we can't leave. And this thing is about to be going down pretty soon. So the game plan from my OB was to have me admitted to labor, labor and delivery immediately so they can continue to monitor me and the baby. Mm-hmm. And then um, later that evening, they were going to induce me. Um, so they were going to go ahead and give me a service, cervix ripener to try to get things progressing, see if he can do you know any type of progress on his own. Um, without them giving me Pitocin, but then the next day they were going to start me on Pitocin. So they wanted to wait until things kind of died down. People were going to be, um, you know, released from the hospital that had already had their babies. They wanted to go ahead and like let that stuff take place. And so around the evening time, I want to say around like nine o'clock was the plan to get me started with um i think so i think they did it a little bit before nine o'clock yeah so they wanted to start me at nine o'clock um and they actually ended up starting me at 8 45 once the shift change and all of that great stuff had taken place um they wanted it to be like a more um one-to-one you know type ratio for Mm -hmm. the nurses so they're like let's get rid of all the extra people let's get you settled and uh, once everybody who's leaving is going to be out and, you know, the new nurses come in, then we'll start you on that so you can have more attention on you. Now, mind you, the entire time that this is going on was the doctor's appointment was, I want to say, around noon. It was like at 2 o'clock. No, because you... Or you, 3 o'clock. Because no, I was, was only... You you was uh, working. Yeah, and I... And you stopped. And you were going to come back and finish the day. So I was you only finish about half the day. Minutes. Was it only 30 minutes? Yes. Okay, so it around 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Right, and my last meal was a bowl of cereal right before we walked out the door. I go to this doctor's appointment. They admit me to the hospital and tell me I cannot eat. And even though they weren't going to induce me. Ever again. <laughs> even though they weren't going to induce me, like actually start anything on me for like six hours Mm -hmm. and i was like so i can't eat even though you guys haven't even started any medicine like anything at all and they were just like yeah sorry you're technically in labor already and i was like this is not fair because that frosted flakes was gone it was out the window by the time we pulled up to the to the appointment i was already hungry again but anyways i had my heart set on getting some food after the appointment so i just had a quick snack yeah, that's the plan. So if you're listening to this and you're pregnant, eat before you go to the doctor for real. Always. <laughs> Don't say I'm going to do it right after. <laughs> right, because there may not be a right after. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, I would say around 3, I was admitted. They weren't going to start anything till about 9, supposedly. So um, we had our bags packed and everything from the initial, you know, start of the false labor the first time. And I think we had the stuff already in the car. We probably had the stuff ready since like six or seven months. Mm-hmm. Well, it, the stuff was ready, but when we got there, it was just like a couple one-off things yeah. that Wiley needed to run home and get. Like, yes, like, like this, like the stuff we use daily, like phone chargers, 
toothbrushes. I mean, we didn't buy extra of those items to put in the bag mm-hmm. because we we envisioned it being a moment like, oh, this baby is coming. Just grab those. <laughs> Just grab those few things. Like right. we, we, we had even we, we had, had a written. sticky note. Yeah, we had it written on a sticky note. Everything is in this bag except, and these things would be needed to be grabbed um, or bought to us at a later time or whatever. So Wiley went home to grab those things, um, and while he was on his way back they went ahead and started so um my mom was there with me when they started the cervix ripener um and yeah so that was monday then tuesday came around i had been laboring for like 12 hours at this point you know i had been walking and um just trying to get this labor like kick started on its own without them having to give me pitocin but then ended up giving me pitocin anyway um and so that really made the contractions come hard and fast like they were so close together but i still wasn't really dilating much at all (laughs) um so around 9 a.m i got an epidural um just because nothing was working and the Pitocin was just making the contractions so unbearable. Um, my doctor actually like switched, switched shifts during that time, like those 12 hours. And so the next doctor that came in was like, hey, you've been doing this for a while already. Um, I'm just gonna let you know the way things are looking. It might be another 24 hours before this baby comes. Your body is tired, you are and tired. You can't eat. <laughs> and we're not letting you sleep because during the night they're tossing you and they keep coming in mm-hmm. so it's like you're up mm-hmm. the whole time and if they're saying another 24 hours that's just crazy so he was just like I know you really wanted to do a natural birth but I'm just gonna be real with you and let you know that it could be another 24 hours before this baby comes and you know, like Wiley mentioned, all these other factors. So he was like, I would say, go ahead and get the epidural. You know, it doesn't make you any less of a mom. You know, you're still strong. You've been doing this, toughing it out for a while. So I cried and we told him to go ahead and bring the epidural because there was just like a point where the contractions were bearable. And I was just like, okay, I, my initial thought was, I don't wanna um, get an epidural because I don't wanna move and be paralyzed just because I feel like that would have just been my fate. I just felt like I'm gonna be the one that's gonna move at the wrong time, you know, even if it's not the contraction that makes me move, I'm gonna have an itch or something gonna scratch me and I'm gonna jump. Like, I just felt like something was going to happen and go wrong in that moment. So that's really why I wanted a natural birth to begin with. But, um, so yeah, they, bought in everything because you know while and i discussed it and i was just like yeah right now it's probably best because the contractions are only going to get worse and it's just going to be tougher to sit still through them um because at this point i had to stand every time i had a contraction i couldn't sit down um and i would just have to rock with wiley lean on him or lean on the bed or something and just rock through them and breathe through them and so I was just like, I'm already going to have to sit down through a contraction. And they were coming so steadily with the Pitocin. So I was just like, okay, let's just do it now. Because it's only going to get worse from here. 
And so they came in and they bought everything in and everybody and I was just like crying and they were asking me what was wrong and it was just a, a bunch of emotions. So how were you feeling in that time when they came to do my epidural? I, I was much more just worried about you. I was fine. I mean, I they have it for a reason, so I wouldn't necessarily oppose to it. It's something that's been used. Mm-hmm. And like usually with stuff you hear the horror stories, but generally that's not the case. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh my God, I heard that somebody's sister cousin, they can never breathe again. Mm-hmm. And they lost a leg because of that thing. But it's like, how many people do you actually know who are who have fallen victim? Or do you just hear the demise of those people who might not even be real, these stories you hear? Mm-hmm. People just... Like, I'm so scared of that thing, so I'm going to scare other people. Because if they do it, that showed that I was scared and couldn't do it. <laughs> so what was going on when they did the epidural? Uh, they was just uh, real suited up. They came in with their blue smocks on, their little hats. Looked like old Navy men. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she, was, she just kept flicking the needle. She was like... <laughs> I'm like, yeah, if you're... <laughs> <laughs> but they they were real chill about it. I mean, I'm, they they probably do it all day, which I'm sure they do. Got to sign a bunch of stuff because it's like, oh, this is major drugs. They had it locked up. I mean, for what I heard, it's some good stuff. Would you recommend it? I guess. Hey, you heard it here first. So walk me through the steps. I couldn't see what was going on. I mean, really, she just patted you around. Stuck the needle in, stuck the tube, taped it down. It was, it's really more of like people's horror stories about it than what it actually was. It's like, to me, it was just the IV, but in your back. Well, I know that whatever they shot into me first, that was the worst part of it. Like, and she said that would, it, this is the worst part. Yeah, and it was like a major burn. Like, it just hurt really bad. And so I was like, I can't move. This is the part that makes people go, uh, what do you call it, paralyzed. And so I was just like, ooh, stay still, stay still, stay still. So Wiley was like, they didn't let you stand up. <laughs> but they let him hold me um, in front of me. But he had to sit down. But they had the bed kind of lifted up. So it was just weird. Cause I was like, I'm way up here on this bed. He's mm-hmm. sitting down in his chair, but whatever. I'll take whatever support I can get. So get the epidural going. Everything after that part, I was just like, whatever. I didn't care anymore because I had my questions answered prior to, which my other concern was. I knew that once you get epidural, you have to get a um, what do you call that thing? Catheter. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that hurts. So I want to know, do you do that? after I can't feel anything or do you do that before (laughs) and so they had already you know reassured me that the um, catheter was done after the fact so I would already be known so they came they did my catheter and I was fine Um, it was such a relief to not have to get up and use the restroom anymore because that I had to I had all these IV fluids going through my body 
and I just had to keep using the bathroom and it was just like annoying to keep getting up, getting up, getting up. And then, you know, like Wiley said, all these doctors coming in and out. Right, and especially because out. when you're going to the bathroom, I have to unhook everything. Yeah, because I'm connected to so much. So once they finally put the thing in, I was like ready for water because that's all I could do was eat water. I mean, eat ice and drink water. And that then, is until. <laughs> until we discovered that somebody had some popsicles and she was trying to help your girl out and I was trying to take them down for every popsicle in the hospital at that point because that was like the best. But once that one nurse left, all the other nurses was like, uh, we don't we don't have any. I and look. I was like, I know they're here. No. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Wiley went roaming around. And found me some. I went some places that were behind places I shouldn't have been, and I found the popsicles. And we were just eating popsicles because <laughs> I was so hungry. So that was Tuesday, and then Wednesday rolls around. So I've been laboring since around nine o'clock on Monday night, and Wednesday morning comes along, um, and I really cannot recall a lot so Wiley will go ahead and walk you guys through that well I know your mom left early in the morning to go to where she had stayed there that night and that night was probably the worst as far as trying to get any kind of sleep because no I mentioned it earlier but every 30 minutes they had you on like this peanut ball Mm -hmm. and they would the way you were sleeping, you were kind of on your back and you can't be. Mm-hmm. So every 30 minutes, they would come and move you. And it was like this big ordeal because you got to move the pillows, make sure you can still get your little dope button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's fl- they're just flipping you the entire night. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can't go to sleep. Because it's like you wake up, oh, I'm thirsty. Now you got to get some water. Mm-hmm. By the time you finish drinking, they got to flip you again. Mm-hmm. Lay down, flip. It's like every every time they come in, you got to shuffle. Mm-hmm. So, the morning time came and it was like, I forgot. Was it the, the, the one cheetah doctor? <laughs> that was her day, right? Yeah, that was her. And she just kind of talking fast. And she just be on it. She just move like somebody who's on speed. <laughs> like you, you know what I mean. Like she just very quick about what she's doing. She talk fast. She has a little accent. So she came in and she was like, "Well, I tell you now, I'm gonna want to get that baby out of there. It's not looking too good." <laughs> and then she left, and she had. There was like she was prepping for surgery. So apparently somebody else had to get a C-section or, or whatever she had going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the one nurse, she was like, yeah, we uh, had to come in and make sure everything was hooked up because the, the heart rate of Christopher was dropping pretty low. And you had developed a fever. Which we later found out was because I had an infection in my uterus so it was like my fever spiked and was causing his heart rate to drop and just I guess the Pitocin and all of the other things was also affecting his heart rate so yeah cause the 
the faster and more frequent the contractions, like he's in there getting squished constantly, mm-hmm. and you aren't dilating, so he's just sitting in that one spot, mm-hmm. getting banged on. Mm-hmm. And so it caused him to go into distress. Um, and so then, only thing I just heard the nurse talking to Wiley. And she mentioned C-section, and I like was like about to jump out of my skin, and I was like, "Oh no!" Cause she was trying to talk to you, but you were so out of it at that point. It she just turned to me, the the only sustainable voice in the room, because it was like you were so in and out of it, having not eaten or sleeping, and you was just crying like you don't want to do it, but it's like. I'm looking at the screen and it don't look good. So, I, I had one moment where nobody was in the room to kind of talk to you and prep your heart. Like, hey, they're going to want to do this. I'm looking at the screen. It don't look good. Your blood pressure don't look good. You've been doing this a long time. You did good. Mm-hmm. But for both of y'all, safety and health, this is probably the best thing and so then like seconds after that I remember everybody rushing in a bunch of nurses running in there just everybody was on a task like you disconnect that you disconnect that just like is it real is it real and then they just was like rolling me away and I was just looking at Wiley crying and then they just took me in the hall took me around the corner um, and I just remember them like yelling what time we walked into the OR and they were like 9.46 into OR like and they just kept on yelling 9.46 everybody kept repeating it and I was like alright y'all <laughs> and so um, cause they got 15 minutes so they was trying to hurry up um, then Wiley came over and I remember seeing the nurse's face that I had saw that um, Monday afternoon when I first got checked in and I was like oh finally a face that I know even though she had her mask and stuff on and I was like oh my gosh so I just found like peace in that like knowing her again and um, cause she was pretty funny and telling us all these funny stories when we first got in there um, and so I was like oh finally her again and so she was kind of talking to me a little bit and she was like you're gonna be all right you're still strong this doesn't make you less than a mom like just because you're having a c-section you're still a mom you're great you're you know all these things trying to encourage me and uplift me and so then Wiley comes over and then um the lady well I don't know if you were over there quite yet but the lady was just like telling me okay she's gonna pinch you let me know if you can feel it and I was like uh okay and then I just never felt anything and then I was like wait 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 <laughs> um I was like did she pinch me yet because I didn't feel anything I don't want I don't want them to start I don't want to feel any of it and she was like yeah she already pinched you um and you would have felt it and so I was just like because I felt like some stuff going on and I was like wait a minute I don't remember feeling pinched the pinch was them cutting you open exactly and so then um yeah I think they had already started at that point and then yeah cause Wiley when I walked in you was open and so Wiley comes and sits down and yeah I don't I was like in and out in and out in and out um I felt them they were like 
um, big push or something they said and then they were like pushing on my stomach and I just felt like an elephant was walking on me and I was like oh my gosh I can feel it I can feel it I can feel it and I was just like hollering and they probably were like she being so extra but it really was a lot of pressure yeah, they, I think they, they kind of tabbed you before we came in the room as uh, an anxiety risk Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you I mean I had told them straight up If I have to have a c-section put me to sleep I told them that weeks before And they did Because I was <laughs> like He was like why And I was like because I'm going to pass out Because I already have seen a, uh, Plenty of YouTube videos Of people having c-sections And I shouldn't have been watching those videos And I was like it's just going to play Step by step in my mind What you guys are doing to my body And it's going to cause me to faint yeah, but you didn't faint watching the videos. I couldn't watch them. I had to keep pausing them, but it's whatever. So I was like, oh, no. And I felt them just pushing, and then, I don't know. Yeah, they, the one out. lady's job, she was to stand. She used to stand on the other side of you from where I was sitting. Like, they had the blue sheet up. Which, well, if you've never had a C-section, they kind of lay you down. They put this blue sheet up, like, under your neck. And you can't see. It's probably about a foot high, two foot wide. So you really can't see. Down. And she's standing up where I'm on this side of the sheet. It's me sitting down, your head, and this lady standing there with a button. So whenever you start to freak out, she just press that button and you go to sleep. (laughs) So I kept blacking out because of that. even if just for a few seconds, <laughs> just enough to make you, just like the men in black button, just make you forget real quick. I mean, that's probably what's wrong with your memory now. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's happening. I think I also was just like dealing with anxiety because I knew that the blue sheet was a thing, but I didn't realize that it was so close. Like, I don't know. I felt like I had. The torso of a toddler. Like, I just felt I like mean, they was right there. Do you know there. where your stomach is at? I know, but <laughs> it was just like, oh my gosh. Where is she so supposed close. to be? <laughs> I don't know. And I just felt like they was going to cut into my neck or something. I just felt like so short in that moment. And I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, you're not the tallest person. But I felt very small. And I felt like they was going to cut and it was just going to be over with. Anyways, but, and then for whatever reason, I also thought they were going to cut me like, Top to bottom, top of my stomach to bottom. Why would they do that? I don't know, cause they used to. But who used to do that? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I wasn't thinking they were gonna cut me at my waist, like cut me further down. So, anyways, I was just like, oh. Thought they was gonna do a cross section in the middle of your stomach. <laughs> no, just cut me straight up and down. Anyways, so I was just like, oh my gosh. So we get through all of that. They pull the baby out. What happens? Well, when they was pulling them out, since they knew he was gonna freak out, they made everybody in the room scream. <laughs> so everybody in the room was oh, <laughs> like they was going over the hill on a roller coaster. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they told me to look, and I seen him, and I was like, boy, <laughs> put him back. He ain't done. He ain't done. <laughs> He ain't finished yet. He need another week. Because um, apparently he got stuck in your pelvis. So 
he was trying to get out, but just like he was, his head was too big. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> That's his cord also was like, tied in three knots. No, it wasn't. I or mean, looped I, around it, his it was looped around him three times because they had to audibly like get it off of him. He was wrapped in there real good. He wasn't going nowhere. That was, it was from wrapped all, around his neck. Yeah, it was around his neck and his like in uh, his arm. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going nowhere. So he was probably getting pulled, pushed down by the contraction and yanked back by the cord. He was in a tug of war battle. He's a little fighter. So yeah, there was no way I was gonna ever have a vaginal delivery with him. And that, with that being the case, um, and so once I found that information out, it made me feel a lot better. Um, and I was just tired. Like I had been tired of being pregnant before this <laughs> so just that being the last piece and finally getting to the hospital room and being checked in and not having to be sent home and all of that it was just like it had been a long route um to get to that point um so what well, i was in labor for a total of 37 hours i think so so it was just a lot <laughs> it had been a long time and i was just really over it um, so yeah, they took the baby out and then they, you know, cleaned him off or whatever and gave him the Wiley. Um, you weren't able to cut the cord, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause they, the doctor considered an emergency because he, he was messed up. Okay. I think you only do that when it's vaginal and everything seems to be okay. But seeing as though he, his heart rate was low mm-hmm. and he had no time for that. So, yeah, then they handed Chris off to Wiley. After he was screaming. He was screaming with the doctors, but once he got to me, he was chilling. Mm-hmm. So I thought he had a little prejudice. Oh. And then, <laughs> um, so they went on back to the room, right? Mm-hmm. They just told you to walk to the room with him? Yeah. And so then, I just had this naked baby in the hallway. <laughs> so it didn't seem right. They um, they proceeded to close me up or whatever, and they just knocked me out for that part because I wasn't awake. Oh, they tried to. So when they took him out and they got him loose and cut the cord and doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. they tried to show me him, but I didn't have my glasses on, mm-hmm. so I couldn't see, and I was just crying because I, I can't see him. <laughs> Like he's right there. That's that's him. And I just saw a form, but I could not see his face. Like I just saw that there was a human person, and then I just started crying. I looked up back. I looked at Christopher, and then I looked over at Wiley, and I was like, "You not gonna cry?" <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not about to. Cry. And then he didn't cry, and so I just looked back over at Christopher again, and I was like. <laughs> and I was like, he a little light, ain't he? So yeah, it was funny. Well, it's funny now, cause I was like, dang man, we and then why he couldn't? It was happening so fast. He didn't have his phone, so it was just like, yeah. It, when they rushed in the room, like it was, it was we're going now. They threw the clothes at me, and I just, I just had to put them all over my clothes. I was like. Can I get this shirt in a different size? This is not a matching set. <laughs> <laughs> and 
He said, do what you gotta do. Like, do I leave my shoes on for this? <laughs> I don't got the shoe things. Right. So, yeah. It was interesting. But, you know, it is what it is. He was born at 9.59 on December the 11th, 2019. So, was that 13 minutes? From 46 to 59? hmm I guess. Count it. It's 14 minutes. You sure? No, I'm not sure, but don't. <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> um, so, wait, is it 13 minutes? <laughs> How about this? Y'all answer. Leave your answers. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me right now? You know I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, so, that was Wednesday. He was born, blah, blah, blah. You know, my mom came back up there. Um, Wiley said that he had given me Christopher to hold prior to, but I have no recollection of me holding Christopher for the first time because I was on so many drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I have photo and video of when my mom was there mm-hmm. and she was holding Christopher for the first time. Because I was able to, to record then because you were so out of it. I wasn't just going to hand him to you and you was see me there. Mm-hmm. It's like can't drop jet on the first day. So yeah. Day two, you get away with Whatever. that. Whatever. Anyway, so when my mom came, that's the pictures and videos that we have of me holding Christopher. And that's what I consider my first time because that's I don't remember that time, but there's video evidence of it. So yeah. Then that happened. Um Are you subscribing to the notion that if you don't have it on camera it didn't happen? No. I'm just saying I don't remember a lot. It sounds of stuff. like it. So then Thursday comes around. You have anything else to say about the day he was born? Uh, do you want to cut it here and just leave the post birth for the second part? We can. All right. Christopher was born. <laughs> and we sang Negro spirituals as a family unit. Didn't. Yeah. You, you want to tell him what we kick it off on? All right. What do we sing? All anxiety. <laughs> How'd that go? I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I think I, I said all anxiety with like the kumbaya melody. Mm. I guess, child. But uh, yeah, he was chilling. I, I brought him in the room, and he was he was already just staring at me like, where all these lights came from. Mm-hmm. And I introduced myself. I was like, I'll be serving as your father on this planet. <laughs> And you are my humble servant named Christopher. <laughs> Your mama's on the way. Right. She's getting the procedure done. So, yeah. Getting a quick BBL. Mm, I wish. <laughs> um, you didn't want to tell him just do it while he was in there? No. He was already on the drugs. I know. Recovery was hard enough. Without. I mean, you would have just had a little more recovery. Boom, get it all done instead of getting healed and then going back and then got to recover again. Child, I am not getting Might well, Do Doc Miami deliver babies? Mm. Goodbye. So, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you going to no. just see the jet a couple of days later, so, they ain't going to be doing that. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> I don't even know. What is going on? <laughs> and that is the birth story part one. Part two coming to you soon. You're not going to do this episode, wrap it up like we normally do? 
How do we wrap it up? I don't know. That's it's been we... so wild with this whole corona mess. I know. It's been a long time. We don't know what to do no more. I think we do. This is why I love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, you know, what confused me was, like, the part two. Okay. So this All right, so why do you love me? <laughs> I, remember do, I remember doing that. <laughs> I guess, child. So, I would like to throw it back oh, to why I love you. <laughs> This is going to be a throwback Thursday on a Sunday. That's how you got here, Christopher. (laughs) Anyways, because I appreciate you being there as far as calming me and keeping me focused throughout the laboring process. Walking with me, staying awake all those hours. You know, you had to sleep in an uncomfortable windowsill situation. Until they felt like you was in prison. But I appreciate you. That was a cell. They probably got better sheets in prison. (laughs) I appreciate you comforting me, even though you were uncomfortable. And sleep deprived. And just making me hungry. I went on a hunger strike with you. Did you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I said, if she can't eat, neither will I. And I stole from the hospital. Okay. But I appreciate those things. That's what's up. I I appreciate that. And I love you for giving me my first son. (laughs) Okay. That is something I can never repay you for. A lot of people want a son. A lot of people don't get one. A lot of them get stuck with daughters. Oh, my God. <laughs> but the first child, said, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's heartbreaking for a lot of people. And some people, some people even say that's a curse. Like if your first child is a daughter, that means you was a whore. Okay. I, I mean, that's how they feel about them. Mm. But I'd, that's something I've never repaid for. It's you only get one first child. Mhm. And I love you for that. I love you too. Because I wouldn't have did it for you. Oh. I see how it is. We would have got a suburb, <laughs> a guinea pig, <laughs> something I can give back. <laughs> <laughs> a lion. You no, could have no. had the cheetah for two two years, then we could have sent it to the zoo. I'm good. We can't give him away in two years. So, well, I love you for that. Thank you. I love you too. Um,. So we'll be back next week to tell you about what happened after Christopher's birth um, with our birth story part two. And eventually, you will see on the YouTube. The birth story part yeah. one, though. What? The birth story part the one, though. I don't know what you're talking about. The one, two. That's when you get pregnant again. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Hold up. So, yeah, on YouTube, we'll eventually piece together all of the vlog that we caught while trying to get Christopher here, um, it's going to take time. It's a lot of different videos, a lot of time, because I was laboring for three days. Yeah, and on top of that, we have a small child. <laughs> yes, who requires a lot of attention. All of it. And he was literally screaming 
like screeching not because he <laughs> not because anything is wrong that's <laughs> just one of his hobbies he <laughs> just likes to, to scream exactly. <laughs> to make other people laugh at him <laughs> exactly he just wants all the attention so i had to rock him we had to feed him and rock him to sleep and i'm holding him as we do this podcast because he was literally just like i'm about to cut up as we were about to get started so just be patient with us y'all but yes the video will be on youtube soon and we just want it to be special we don't want to cut out too much we want it to be just right so that we can always you know look back at it as our family continues to grow and get older and if you would like all the raw uncut footage just send us a cash app mm-hmm. all right y'all where can they find us on youtube at amazing Ebbs and wiley tyrell on Twitter at Wiley Tyrell and Amazing Ebbs and on Instagram at Happily Ever Henley and Wiley Tyrell and Amazing Ebbs. You say YouTube at Wiley Tyrell? Oh, no. Yes, I did say that. What is it? It's, uh, I think it's underscore coyote. So correct you. Just act like you didn't hear it. We ain't got time to edit this podcast. It'll, it'll be... <laughs> It'll be typed. <laughs> right. So we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Until next time. Deuces. Bye.